1: This
2: is Fantasy Football today from CBS Sports. On
1: his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular
2: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
1: What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again! Now
2: here's
0: some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. We've got a Wednesday mailbag, and we've got. Three more episodes coming out this week. Just reaction to the NFL Draft Thursday night, Friday night, and at some point on Saturday. That's to be determined, but we will be giving you our instant reaction to the NFL Draft as it unfolds, and we are very, very excited, and we can't wait, but a little bit of a fantasy wet blanket yesterday. Melvin Gordon back to the Broncos, so that is going to be – sorry, Melvin Gordon. He even – got to find that quote. we got to find that quote about – Fantasy football making everybody hate Melvin Gordon. From Melvin Gordon, by the way. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Heath Cummings here on this Wednesday morning, and let's take a look, guys. Let's take a look at our Twitter poll, and you can answer it. What round are you drafting Javante Williams in now? Rounds one through two? Round three, round four, round five, or later? Heath, you believe you have the correct answer here.
2: I do have the correct answer. I was the first responder, and I, I did that thing that people do where they quote tweet their response as the final results and <laughs> re- replied to you. Um, yeah, it's third round. Um, and I think it's dominating the poll results. Now, there may be, listen, if, if what, 8% of the people think he's a second round pick, then that means there's one person in every league that's willing to take him in round two. Right now it's 19%. So there might be two to three people in each league who are willing to take him in round two. Now, whether they have the right pick to do that is another thing. But I think he's a round three pick. Um, I put up a Twitter poll as well asking people in full PPR whether they would rather have Williams, Saquon, or Nick Chubb. And um, he's behind Chubb and ahead of Saquon right now, but much closer to Saquon than Chubb.
0: Dave, round one through two, round three, round four, round five or later
1: for Javante Williams. My initial reaction was not to move him down that much, and so with the, with the with the feeling that I still might move him down some more, we'll see how things go. It's a different coaching staff, and he's clearly the priority there. Uh, the, the The commitment financially was made to him. They could cut Melvin if he comes to camp, and they just go. There, there's no point to having him. They could trade him if a team needs a running back badly enough. And I just I looked over the history of. Nathaniel Hackett as a play caller. There's only been one time when he's actually been calling the plays where a running back has been able to put together a lot of 20 plus touch games. And that was when he had Leonard Fournette and really no one else in Jacksonville. And then he wore Fournette out. He was hurt by his second season. I think if Hackett believes that Javante Williams is just an absolute monster. He could wear them out. He could give them plenty of games with 18-plus touches, and I'm kind of leaning toward that happening, and I'm I'm starting to get the feeling that Javante Williams could end up being a good fantasy bargain if you're getting him in round three because it's a different coaching staff from last year. I can't believe if they're going to do this 50-50 shtick all over again, and eventually I just – I'm – rather confident that eventually melvin gordon's going to fall off javante will be there to step up that's somebody who i wouldn't mind having in round two uh, okay i'm really
2: going to great efforts to, to not be a jerk on the podcast as much as i used to be but i have to stand up for melvin gordon here a go little. ahead give it to me Come in the on. history of signings that we've discussed on this podcast has there ever been a time when a guy was signed one evening and the next morning we were speculated he might be cut when he gets to training camp.
1: Yes. We don't know. Do we know the specifics? It's happened before on the podcast. Do we know the specifics of the contract yet? John, How much just, it is guaranteed? No idea. Yeah.
0: No, I, I think, uh, yes, I, I feel like maybe LaShawn McCoy – but something like that, when there's been a, a lot of depth, but not in a situation like this. I, unless they draft a running back, I don't see how we could possibly think that I, they're cutting Melvin Gordon. I think it's
2: re- like... I, I don't think they're now, cutting Melvin Gordon. To, to go, like something else Dave said, I think is, I, I just
1: speak it into existence, please? 100% yeah, everybody's
2: for us. Dave, that Melvin Gordon, at 29 years old, it should be no surprise to anyone at all if he suffers an injury or if he falls off. But in fairness to Melvin Gordon, I think it's important to recognize... He showed absolutely no signs of that last year. He averaged 4.5 yards per carry, 4.6 over the last five games of the season. I I tweeted this out earlier. Javante Williams had that monster game in week 13. Melvin Gordon came back the next week. And for the final five weeks of the season, after Javante Williams' monster performance, Gordon saw more carries per game than Williams. They were almost tied in targets. Williams saw a couple more. Than, than gordon and gordon averaged like 15 more yards per game than javante williams he was far more efficient down the stretch than javante williams was in the same offense so i, a dumb I coaching staff I, I wasn't a dumb coaching staff melvin gordon was better than javante williams in the final month of the season last year It would have been they, 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 did, they did a nice job williams.
1: they did a nice job taking work off of javante williams so that he can eventually break out what round are you taking melvin gordon in Oh, uh, that one's more difficult because I he
2: came out around RB 36 in my projections. Um, but I think you like kind of like the argument I've made for Kareem Hunt in the past in that role. He is probably a Javante Williams injury away from being a top 12 running back again. Gordon is sure. And yeah. so I, I would understand drafting him ahead of where the projections would say you should. But I would say he's going to be somewhere in the round six ish range.
0: You said he was better than Javante Williams down the stretch. I think if you look at the entire season, it's pretty remarkable how evenly matched they were. Almost,
1: almost. I, yeah, I it was almost 50 50. Same amount of, but not,
0: not, just, not just the touches, but same amount of carries. I think they were separated by 15 rushing yards pretty similar yards per almost identical yards per carry they had the same amount of carries inside the 10 they had the same amount of carries inside the five and if you're wondering there was the one game that gordon didn't play javante had one carry inside the 10 and none inside the five so even if you tick that game out basically the same amount of carries inside the 10 and inside the five yard line gordon was a lot more successful in those scenarios i've studied that stat year after year, and it is not predictive. So I don't think that means that Gordon would, would necessarily be more successful there this year. Um, looking at the advanced stats, uh, they're they're fairly similar there. I think Javante Williams did come out a little bit higher in some of the like true media and PFF advanced stats. But in terms of percentage of 5-plus yard carries, percentage of 12-plus yard carries, they were basically back-to-back. So Gordon really did have a very good year. You have to wonder why nobody—I don't know if I should say nobody wanted him—but why there wasn't a market for him. He is 29, and I did notice that Demarco Murray and Lashawn McCoy, age 29, that's when that's when it got bad. That was the last, and age 28 was great for both of them, and then age 29 was not even close. Uh, so I was like, oh, maybe maybe that Melvin Gordon could just be really bad, but Mark Ingram. Had a great age 29 season. Had a great age 30 season, so it's it's not – and there was one other guy who had a pretty good age 29 season. Well, doesn't it come down to
1: opportunity too? Like,
0: not necessarily because, I mean, DeMarco Murray and Leshawn McCoy, they had their opportunities. They just, they just kind of started to fall off the cliff at age 29. It's a well, tough one, year for uh, running backs. Not a lot of good 29-year-old running backs.
2: I want to agree with Dave again, but just kind of show, I think, the range – Because I do think Javante Williams is going to get a larger percentage of the work this year than he did last year. That's what I'm projecting. I I do think that he will be more productive on a fantasy points per game basis this year than he was last year. But there's a a pretty big gap from what he was last year to getting into the top 12 discussion. Um, He was RB 27 per game last year, basically tied with Rashad Penny and Chase Edmonds um, behind Melvin Gordon. And that includes the game where Gordon didn't play. He was obviously considerably not considerably but significantly worse. Um, if you take that game out. So yeah. he can improve quite a bit, a couple fantasy points per game, and still be a, a mid range number two running back.
0: So I think it's worth comparing this backfield now to the Packers and the Browns. Right? I mean it's I think Aaron Jones, sure. Nick Chubb, and Javante Williams will probably be drafted similarly. And then our Kareem Hunt, AJ Dillon, and Melvin Gordon. I, I do feel like Gordon's gonna be dead last in that group. Uh, but you know, what do you, what do you think, Ethan? Is that a fair comparison the, to look at those three backfields is pretty similar? I
2: have Williams and Chubb like all I mean, the reason I chose those got those names for who I was <laughs> comparing is because they're all close. I have Williams and Chubb basically identical in terms of fantasy projection. I do as the teams are currently constructed, expect a, a, a larger role in the passing game for Aaron Jones than either of them. And so in full PPR, I, I strongly prefer Jones to those two. Now, if the Packers go and draft two wide receivers and and really go after it in round one and round two, then maybe I'll change his target share a little bit. But he's just shown us a lot more in the passing game. So I think in PPR, it's him. Yeah, and in, in, as far as the secondary backs, I would rank it Hunt, Dylan, and Gordon. But I get the impression from the way people are talking about it that Gordon will be the best value of those three.
0: And Dave,
1: what do you think if you look at those three backfields? Cleveland, Denver, Green Bay. I think Javante's got the most upside. I'm not going to back down from this. I think that he's got a lot of a lot more room to grow statistically than what we had last year from but him. He what? talked about where he could improve his per game basis and be a mid-range RB2, he could still be a top 10 running back. Uh, one of the things that will slow me down on Javante, it's not Melvin Gordon, it's Russell Wilson. We can't talk about, well, last year's coaching staff, it, it's a completely different staff, without talking about what this year's coaching staff is going to do. We all think that they're going to let Russ do his thing and do the, do the put up the type of passing attempt numbers that Seattle may not have let Russ do in the first place. That means fewer rushes for everybody in Denver. So that could hurt both guys, both Javante and Melvin Gordon. But I think Javante just – I think he's got way more upside. I'm not ready to draft – I'm ready to take Chubb ahead of Javante in non-PPR. But if catches count, I, I think I'd rather have Javante. And and I think that Aaron Jones comes very close to those two guys. But I'm worried about what – I'm, I'm, it's still an incomplete on what this offense is going to look like in Green Bay. And do they really try and run it a lot with Jones and Dylan? and limit Aaron Rodgers? That sounds ridiculous.
0: Yeah, all right. So Heath, you didn't... Go ahead. Yeah, you (laughs) you fired up. I just don't... uh, Heath's ready to slap me.
2: Javante 100% has a lot more upside over what he was than those guys do. I would agree with that. Um, He has much more room for growth to be better than he was last year. But I don't understand how Javante Williams could have more upside... Than Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones is has been a perennial top twelve running back last year, which I think probably on a per game basis was his worst in the last three because he only scored four rushing touchdowns. Um, he was twenty five percent better than Javante Williams. Sure, And and last year was not Aaron Jones' upside. Last year was kind of his floor over the last three years.
0: Okay, so I would say that if you wanted to make the case that Javante Williams has the most upside. You would say you, your case would be there's basically no way A.J. Dillon doesn't have a significant role and you're much more convinced that Melvin Gordon might just have a very complimentary role, uh, you know, not a very small complimentary role, not, not significant. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I believe this. I, no, I'm right. If, if you're making that case, you think that the A.J. Dillon's role is significantly bigger than Melvin Gordon's this year.
2: And that could be the case if Melvin Gordon falls off, but, I think it's worthwhile just to say this out loud for, despite the size of AJ Dillon's quads. Um, mm-hmm. we have seen no evidence that he is a better NFL running back than Melvin Gordon. He's done um, nothing to say that he's a better NFL running back than Melvin Gordon.
0: Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I guess so. But what is it? But, but your gut tells you that if you had a, if you had a bet on one guy this year, you you'd take AJ Dillon over Melvin Gordon, wouldn't you? It's it's certainly more fun to think about what the young guy could be. Well, he's it, he's pretty good, I think. I mean, he I think he is. Yeah, so is freaking Melvin Gordon. Yeah, it's just you just wonder <laughs> why why he wasn't valued that way. I mean, if if AJ 29 D- years old. If AJ, Yeah, exactly. I know, but if AJ Dillon had be a free had been a free agent I his don't one year deal would be much bigger than Melvin Gordon's, I would think. If if you were only signing him to a one year deal,
2: yeah, I I really have no idea if AJ Dillon was a free agent, what his um, what what teams would pay for him.
0: Yeah, well, um, we will never know. <laughs> I mean, we might know in a couple of years. In a but couple of years, yeah.
2: Like he, almost every team in the NFL passed on him twice two years ago.
0: All right, so let's see how who wins this Twitter poll. Who has the most upside in PPR? Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley. Only 53 votes in right now. We'll see how it goes. Who has the most wouldn't, upside in PPR?
2: The C results would have been a much better option than Saquon Barkley.
0: I don't think so. I mean Saquon Barkley has the backfield to himself. I took three tandems and Barkley. They're all going to be drafted in the same range. This was a brilliant Twitter poll. It it was actually a really terrible Twitter poll until I put Saquon Barkley in there. It was the best thing I've done all morning. Including the delicious oatmeal that I made.
2: I would believe it's the best thing you've done all morning. I would disagree <laughs> I've done with everything a lot else this
0: you said. About it. I've done a lot. Thank you very much. Okay. So we are giving away a spot in the 2022 Listeners League. To win, fill out the form in the episode description with your prediction of the top 10 picks of the NFL draft. You don't have to tell us the team, just the name of the player and which pick that player will be selected with. Whoever is closest to the exact order gets the spot. Remember, the link is in the episode description. Entries close Thursday night at 8 p.m. You can take your time, but get those in before 8 p.m. on Thursday and spell the names correctly or you will not be rewarded. Other news and notes. By the way, today's a mailbag emails, tweets, excuse me, at Apple Podcast questions. Uh, news and notes, Darren Waller will not be traded, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Carolina, this one, I mean, I, I read the, the article, and I couldn't believe it. Carolina does not consider Jimmy Garoppolo to be much of an upgrade from Sam Darnold, according to ESPN's David Newton.
2: I do they not to say that. say that. I do not consider the Panthers to be very good at evaluating quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that better not be true. Uh, Philadelphia is open to fielding offers for Jalen Rager, according to ESPN's
1: Tim McManus. Like, don't you think the Panthers have to say things like that after they gave up what they gave up to get Darnold in the first place? I don't
0: know. It doesn't matter because they've basically just they've made it clear they're drafting a quarterback. <laughs> so, right? I, wasn't that the Panthers who said like we're at some point they will? A quarterback. Yes, yeah. Uh, the Giants are unlikely to trade Kadarius Tony in the near future, according to NFL Networks' uh, Mike Garafolo.
1: So it worked. They're, they're, you know, they they let it out. They aired the laundry in the media and said, "Well, we're going to trade him. He's not here." And then he showed up pretty quickly. Um, yeah. it, like Matt Rule has
2: to have a 500 season this year, or he's not going to have a job anymore, right? Five hundred. I think he's got to make the playoffs. Like nine and eight, we'd probably get it done. Maybe ten and seven. Five hundred. I 10. don't. I don't know. Um, you're not getting there with Sam Darnold. I, I'm going to do something I've done many years over the past, and I haven't had a chance to do it for a few months. Smoke a brisket. Cam Newton's their best <laughs> chance to get there.
0: Oh,
1: oh boy. they're Oh, he's uh, they certainly the option. most. He's certainly their most cost-effective option. They could use their draft capital on other positions. Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis are not going to save Matt Rule's job this year. I I don't know if there is a saving of Matt Rule's job, which makes me wonder. Actually, it makes me honestly believe 100% that he's not going to be the one making this pick and that it's going to be the GM who's supposed to make the picks anyway, unless the coach is really good. Uh, He's going to be the one doing what's best for the franchise long-term. They're they're not going to pick Kenny Pickett because Matt Rule wants him. They're going to pick Pickett because they think he's their guy long-term. Same thing with Willis. I
0: wonder why Baker Mayfield What they
1: really need to do is trade down.
0: How does Baker Mayfield fit into this? Or Garoppolo, I suppose. I mean, look, if I were the Panthers, I would do what I was talking about yesterday, I would just tank for next year. <laughs> um, so in other right. words, let Darnold be the quarterback. But uh, you know, Mayfield and Garoppolo are certainly better options than Cam Newton, but they are obviously more expensive.
1: Yep. Uh yep. Yeah. Okay. There's news that just came out. Oh, yeah.
0: Good. The uh Jaguars have reached an agreement. This is according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, Reached an agreement in principle on a contract extension for uh, Cam Robinson, their current left tackle,
1: Mm -hmm. which probably means they're not going to take an offensive tackle at one. Why though?
0: If we think the Jets and Giants could both take offensive tackles, and the Texans for that matter, all three of them have have left tackles. Unless needs, sure, right? They could, and all three of them are in the. So I don't think this changes anything for the Jaguars, right? I mean, they could still go with. With a with a tackle,
2: I think the yeah. the jaguar. Yeah, Keith, okay. go, go ahead. ahead. No, That's I just, I just the same. I think thing. Dave. I think Dave was probably right. All the well,
0: Chiefs. nobody thinks they're going to take one anyway. Everybody thinks they're going to take Javon Walker, Trayvon <laughs> Walker. Uh, but I, I don't think having one good tackle precludes you from taking another. That is what I'm saying because we don't think that it precludes the Texans, Jets, or Giants. Whether the Jets and Giants have a good time, mean, whether the Jets specifically have a good tackle is unclear, but they do. Hopefully, believe that in Mikay Becton. All right, and and Cam Robinson's not that great, right? He's not like a franchise Well, but player. they seem to think
1: so. If they're extending him,
0: they think he's worth extending. I don't know. We'll wait we'll to see the contract details. Uh, how about the, uh, the John Morant dunk last night, guys? Awesome, Woo! the jawbreaker. <laughs> that was incredible.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's uh the, the playoffs have been pretty fantastic.
1: Well, says the Celtics, says the guy sure. whose team swept away the Brooklyn Nets.
2: So I, I you know I didn't even mention it yesterday cuz I knew Adam was probably hurting a little bit from watching his Nets lose. Um <sighs> I was, I was it was a
1: thrill. Nets.
2: But, you know, it was it was a fun series. It was I was just thinking man, imagine someone watching only that series and then you telling them that Kevin Durant's one of the best players
0: in basketball. Yeah. It wasn't good. And uh, Heath and I argued about who's better between Curry and Durant. I think, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, it's clearly, clearly Durant. It's quite obviously Curry. It's quite obviously Durant, but he didn't help. <laughs> and also, one of the arguments I made against Curry being, you know, in that echelon is he. You know, you you would never if you had a player as good as Durant, you would never have a bad team that like, barely made the playoffs, and then. Or didn't make the playoffs, and right. then that happened this year. <laughs> LeBron James. It happened with LeBron. I mean, uh, with, with their record with Durant in the lineup was was uh, sensational, and their record without him was was not good at all. So that Dave's was the reason. Because we're talking about. But then LeBron James didn't make the playoffs, so that just like killed my argument. So that sucks. Um. All right, Dave's gone. I guess. Dave, I had another question for you before we got into the mailbag. Would you rather have a chili dog or a corn
1: dog? Oh, finally, something that I can be an expert in. Uh, Chili dog. Heath? Could
2: you maybe, and I'm just thinking here. See results? Nobody steal this idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could we get a hot dog inside of like a cornbread, like a, a, a corn dog, right? Yeah. But with a layer of chili between them. Ooh.
0: What would we call it? I don't know. Mm,
2: Maybe we'll dip it in some angioplasty.
0: <laughs> dip it in some cheese. The Heath, we'll call it. Yeah, this is good. But oh you didn't answer I mean, the question, I but that's it. fine. Uh, chili Doc. Absolutely. Chili, I would have chili. chili dog. Okay. I would absolutely okay. eat it. All right, here are some Apple Podcast questions. You can always leave us a nice five star review with a question. This is from Adam from the City of Destiny. What do you suppose that is?
2: The City of Destiny. Cleveland? Doesn't seem like it. Mm. Seems Hmm. That seems a little like a little more optimistic title than, than I would expect for Cleveland. Tacoma. Tacoma, yes. Tacoma. Don't, don't know a thing about Tacoma. I believe they may have had an
1: indoor soccer team at one time. Sure. And I think... It's got Taco in its name. How bad of a city can it
0: be? Actually, Tacoma is where they invented the... Chili the corn dog with a layer of chili dipped in cheese. You're just one comma away from Taco Ma. (laughs) All right, dear Mikey, Mouth, Data, and Brand. Uh, Goonies. Goonies. Dynasty trade. He's never seen Goonies, I bet. Uh, Dynasty trade question. Uh, PPR League, 1QB. Give up McCaffrey and pick 204. Get Marquise Brown. Pick 102 and 202. I also have Michael Carter, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, and some backups. And looks like he has a decent receiving core. So it's a PPR league. He gives up Christian McCaffrey and pick 204. He gets Marquise Brown, pick 102, and pick 202.
2: I always like to let Dave have the first say on these while I look at the trade chart and see mm-hmm. what, I, what, I, what I think I should say.
1: Right. I, I I would imagine the trade chart will still have McCaffrey valued higher than Brown and 102. I would consider 102 to be either Brees Hall or Ken Walker. I, I like the idea of having a rookie running back plus Marquise Brown that gives you some really incredible depth at wide receiver and running back without necessarily having that star player. And you move up two spots from two oh four to two oh two. If you're just if you're not willing to trust Christian McCaffrey anymore and you want to get out now, I think this is just barely enough to make it
2: work. I've got it as a strong win. Dave forgot about my Marquise Brown love, I think. Mm. I've got it as a strong win for the uh, 102 and Marquise Brown side.
0: All right, next Apple Podcast Mm. question comes from Drew Ba. Dear Tommy, Arthur, Finn, and John, I do think Heath knows this one. Yeah... Tommy Arthur I, Finn and John those are uh, what's the name of that show oh,
2: it's gonna drive me crazy now <laughs> it's a great great show the, the gangsters yeah. in, uh, I believe it's uh, is it Ireland I thought it was Scotland? London. It was not London? London. They definitely are in London for a period of time. They, okay. they fight in, in a variety of different peaky places. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Dang it. That's a great show.
0: One of the leagues I'm in, the quarterbacks come off the board super early, like two or three in the first round this past year. By the late fourth or fifth round, there are only quarterback scraps left. Should I chase QB or just stick with the fifth or sixth round strategy and hope to stream well throughout the season? For reference, this league is PPR, four point per passing touchdown.
1: I when I've been in leagues like this, I never follow the crowd. I just wait till I get a good value at quarterback. And I almost always feel great about it every time. It's uh, really dependent on how quickly
2: and how aggressively they gobble up those secondary quarterbacks. I think if it's a league where everybody else is carrying two all the time and some guys are carrying three sometimes, then I'd probably uh, be more willing to follow the crowd. But as long as
1: you know, you think there's going to be 10 to 12 quarterbacks in the waiver wire each week, then that's good. I mean, I feel like these are the leagues where you can really have an edge after draft day. And then you still have that edge if you're streaming quarterback, because everybody else has a quarterback that they reach for. They're not going to want to give up on them. They're not going to go chase, you know, someone that that comes out of nowhere. Mac Jones comes out of nowhere. Um, and has a good first few weeks of the season, you're going to be one of the only few in the league that can go and get him.
2: But if you started Mac Jones all year last year, you were like eight points worse than everybody else. No,
1: I understand that Mac Jones isn't the best example from last year. (laughs) I'm saying that what if he catches on a little bit more this year? Right
0: or or Uh, on
1: the plays. Now they're going to throw the ball 80 times a game. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, I will
0: read your comments. It will be, we'll do Apple podcasts, tweets, emails, and then YouTube at the end. I appreciate you being here. I see your questions. Uh, I will get to them. I promise.
2: Also, I'm doing a dynasty mailbag today and I Uh, don't have enough questions on Twitter. So if you want to send us some dynasty questions, uh, I'll do that too.
0: Cool. All right. But, but I I think with this question, it's, you know, you just, I'm going to ask you guys, how many quarterbacks in your rankings, how deep in your rankings can you go and feel good about your starter? That's the most important thing here, right? I mean, if, if 18 quarterbacks come off the board in the first four or five rounds, then you need to be yeah, part yeah, of yeah. that. I got F- you. 15. Uh,
1: 15
0: I'm, you. I'm at 16. 16, okay. I'm
2: That's at tonight. 15, and I'm not including... Lance, Fields, Winst or L- Lawrence, those guys who could make the leap. I don't feel good about them as my as my definite starter. So I've got fifteen guys besides them.
0: All right, this is from Ben. Dear Dutch, Dylan, Blaine, Mac, and Billy. Come on, guys. Yeah, I don't I, I know I, I, he, I'm not even it's okay. Dave, you gotta know this. Dutch, Dylan, Blaine, Mac, and Billy. Mm Predator. Jeez. Wow. All right. uh, 12 team, half PPR, three receivers, one flex. I'm the reigning champ. I'm looking to get younger while still competing, so grade the trade. Give up Devontae Adams and Rashad Penny. Get back Jerry Judy, Cam Akers, and pick 203 in this upcoming rookie draft. Devontae Adams and Rashad Penny for Judy, Akers, and pick
1: 203. <clears throat> you'll accomplish your goal of getting younger. And I I definitely, it's a 12 team league. So we're talking about pick 15 overall in the rookie draft coming in should still be able to get a good in quotes, good receiver or running back there. I, I just, I, I don't think I'm ready to do it yet because I think Devontae could have a really good year.
0: It's, you know, if Judy has a huge season, then it'll look great.
1: Yeah, that's going to look bad. Or Akers, or if Akers has a huge season.
0: Yeah. What do you think he...
2: Yeah, I would do it. I would take Akers and Judy over Adams and Penny. So
1: the, the 203 is just kind of a cherry on top. Okay. I guess I'm just a little scared about Akers not being what he once was and Judy not ever being what I thought he'd be.
0: Let's take a quick break on fantasy football today. We still have your emails, your tweets, and your YouTube comments to get to and updating the Twitter polls right after this on FFT.
1: Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Welcome back to the show. We are a day away from the NFL draft. We are very excited. Let's take a look at the Twitter polls here that we talked about earlier today. Now that Melvin Gordon is back with the Broncos, when are you drafting Javante Williams in a 12-team league? We're up to 604 votes, uh, and about 49% are on round three. So,
2: Are there still more people after round three than before? Yes. That is shocking to me.
0: I don't know. I don't think, well, I don't think he's, I put round one or two, but I could have easily just done round two. I doubt anybody's taking him in round one. Now that that really shock you that more people would wait till round four or five than round two. I don't think
2: he's ever going to fall past round three.
1: Not in most leagues. And I'm going to be shocked if he starts going in round three. I really am. Who has the most
0: upside in PPR? Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, 33%. Javante, 26%. Barkley, 24%. Chubb, 17%. Okay. Great Twitter poll. Here are some tweets from Gregory Dollins. Who should I keep? Half PPR. No, sorry. Full PPR. Half point per completion. Patrick Mahomes. Austin Eckler. AJ Brown. Jerry Judy or Travis Etienne. And it is Three, you keep three here, so I'll eliminate Etn. Mahomes, Eckler, AJ Brown, Jerry, Judy, pick three.
2: About and A.J. Gary. Brown of the Easies.
0: Okay, so so Dave is keeping Mahomes, Eckler, and Brown. Heath is keeping Eckler, Brown, and
2: I think I keep Mahomes too. Yep.
0: Okay. From Caleb Johnson, ten-team half PPR keeper league. Keep three, Javante Williams in round six, T. Higgins in round seven, Antonio Gibson in round nine, Elijah Mitchell in round eight, and Cam Akers in round eight. Again, it's 10-team half PPR. Everybody's uh, picks uh, from round six through nine. Javante Williams in round six, T. Higgins round seven, Antonio Gibson in nine, Elijah Mitchell and Cam Akers are round eight picks. Pick three.
1: Hmm. Javante's a must at round six. <laughs> what are you laughing at that for? You don't think he's a must in round six? I, I was group?
2: really struggling between Akers and Javante.
0: I think
1: Antonio Gibson is
2: I, I feel it like really depends of- on
1: what happens in the draft with Washington.
2: I bet they don't draft somebody as good as Melvin Gordon.
1: Okay. They I hope they don't either because I want to see Antonio Gibson roll. Um for now it's Gibson with Williams. And I think I'd take Akers third. Tough to throw back higg uh, tough to throw back any of these guys. They all have great value, but pretty sure I would draft Akers ahead of Higgins and Mitchell.
2: Yeah, I've got it Gibson, Mitchell, and I'll go Javante as the third one.
0: Okay. From Chris Poll 75, which pick is more valuable? Pick 106 this year or a random rookie 2023 first round pick? So, uh, this what is, type I've been of league about are we this. talking? I've been talking about this a lot the last couple of days. I, I would yeah, take
2: 2023 20, first. Me too. Ex- with the the asterisk that I don't really believe it's totally random. I think you can look at this person's roster and you're probably not totally random. Right. Like If it's one of the real contenders in the league, then I'd take the sixth pick this year. But other than that, I'm taking...
1: I the, would take the... I would take the sixth pick this year if it's a one quarterback league and the first round pick is going to be like Heath said toward the back half, maybe the back third of the first round next year. If it's a super flex league or a 2QB league, I'm taking that first. I don't care where it is. Right. That draft next year is going to be deep and it's going to have a lot of good quarterbacks in it.
0: All right, this is from Matt. If you're an all-in team with no picks next year, how valuable is a late rounder in this year's rookie draft? Uh, uh, Sorry, I guess it's a late first rounder. Yeah. The example would be pick, you know, 109 this year, or 1.9, or DeAndre Hopkins.
2: This is exactly the kind of trade that both teams should be making. I agree. If you're a contender, go get Hopkins. If you're rebuilding, go get the 109.
0: From Joe A, if Rodgers has Lazard and Amari Rodgers, why are they both being drafted after round 12 in dynasty startup leagues? Rodgers has a history of not targeting rookies, so even if they draft a wide receiver, you can't assume they'd outproduce Alan Lazard.
2: Are you forgetting about Samuel Watkins?
0: <laughs> That's a guy who got signed and immediately was speculated that he wasn't good he was going to get cut. <laughs> by the way, yes, and Randall right. Cobb. I, um, I think a lot of people Robert, are going Robert to Tunyon. immediately assume that a first round. Ride receiver is going to produce outproduce Alan Lazard. Maybe we're wrong, but that is that assumption is going to be made. But should we be paying more attention to Amari Rodgers and Alan Lazard in Dynasty?
1: Um, Yeah, Lazard should go before round 12 in a Dynasty, but I'm thinking it should be like round 10, not round six or something like that. And Amari Rodgers couldn't break out last year. And I don't know how much of a chance he'll get this year if the Packers are going to stack on more receivers. I I, I don't know if Lazard's going to be... I, I don't know if Lazard's really been good. It, you know, from week to week, he's been okay. But that's what he is in fantasy. I don't think he's ever going to develop into a solid starting fantasy receiver. Unless yeah. the Packers just blow past all the wideouts in this draft and they say, okay, Lazard's our wide receiver one. In that case, then sure, maybe he's got a shot.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I have them both um, back-to-back in my dynasty wide receiver rings. I'm part of the problem, apparently, because I've got them at wide receiver 71 and wide receiver 72. That would not be a pick in the first 10 rounds for either one.
1: Do you have the rankings in front of you right now? I do. Can you name off the five names in front of Alan Lazard? Um, Russell Gage. Agreed. K.J. Osborne. I don't know. Tim Patrick. Jalen Rager. I don't know yet. Brian Edwards. Hmm. Okay. I would definitely take Lazard ahead of Edwards, and I think I would take him ahead of Rager, and I love Jalen Rager, but it just looks like it's not happening. Adam already talked about how they were going to possibly trade him. It's going to come down to what the Packers do in the draft, and frankly, what the Vikings do in the draft, too, when it comes to Lazard versus Osborne. But Gage, I would take ahead of of, uh, Alan Lazard.
0: He's young. All right, let me, let's finish up young? let's finish up the tweets uh, from Steve Dynasty PPR. Should I pick a quarterback in this 2022 rookie class or stream one year with Brady or Rivers? I don't know why you included him, but let's just say Brady. Maybe he meant Rogers and pick a quarterback next year.
1: Pick the quarterback next year.
0: Yeah. Uh, from yeah. Root. Will slash can the Dolphins have three 1,000-yard pass catchers this year? Tyreek Hill at 1,400, Jalen Waddell 1,200, Mike Kosicki 1,050 yards. Definite no. Yeah, yeah, no, not, not at all. From Jeffrey, where are we drafting Allen Robinson this year? Hmm. I don't think
2: I am right now because he keeps going before I want to take him. Um, where would you like to take him? Yeah, I, mean, I need to pull that up because like I said, there's never a time when he's the best wide receiver on the board for me.
1: I'm ready to start thinking about him in late round 5. Ooh. I didn't think I was, was thinking that 6 7, I think. I've got him in round 7. He's in he's in the right place. Okay. And then this is a team in the Rams where I don't think they're going to add a a receiver in the draft that's going to compromise the type of target upside that he has. I think he's got a shot at 120 targets. But my concern is what if they bring back Beckham? Well, if they bring back Beckham, at least Robinson, it would lower him out of that range for me. probably put him closer to the late round six. He'd drop a round if they bring back Odell. But Robinson would still be able to get you off to a hot start because I don't think Odell will be ready to go for the beginning of the year. Okay,
0: this uh, now it's time for our emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. This is from Matt from the retirement community of Morty and Helen Seinfeld.
1: Boca Del Vista. No, Del Boca Vista, I thought. Del Boca Vista. It's been a long
0: time. <laughs> uh, 10 team Superflex Dynasty. I'm the definition of all in. I lost in the championship last year with a McCaffrey team. I'm now 0-6 in championship games in 10 years. Wow. Yeah. This offseason, oh, I traded oh, for Mahomes, Kelsey, and Cup. And yesterday, I just traded away my final asset with virtually no picks this year. I traded the 109. I wonder if this is the same person. I, I traded the 109 oh for DeAndre Hopkins and the 207.
2: Uh, both, both guys' names are Matt. So, yes, I okay. do believe this is the same guy. And that was a good trade. Okay, good job.
0: Uh, this is from, ooh, no name or city, Dave. Help me out.
1: It's going to be Jameson from St. Louis, Missouri.
0: Ooh, you didn't know. From, uh, hey, Hunter, Billy, Jesse, and X.
1: Uh. <laughs> Your eyes better call somebody. <laughs> uh, I said Elijah Moore
0: was a big trade. Okay. Every He has. All right. He sent Elijah Moore and every pick he has this year, which is two first-rounders, 107 and 110, plus 210 and 410. So Elijah Moore, 107, 110, 210, and 410 for Kyle Pitts and a 2023 third-round pick. Uh, it just came oh, off a championship, and my team is pretty stacked all around, especially a quarterback and wide receiver. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, it's good to be charitable and to give back. You know, it it should fill your heart and make you feel good about yourself when you do charitable things like give away two first round picks, a potential high upside receiver in Elijah Moore for Kyle Pitts and a third round pick next year. I mean, it's kind. Mother Teresa would be proud.
2: (laughs) I always say that you need to add a 10% premium for every additional asset that someone's throwing into the trade. So like a two for one deal, you should get 10% more in the trade chart. Than you should in a one for one deal. And a three for one deal, you should get 20% more. Um, so if we consider this to be a one, two, three, four, five for two, two deal, so 30% more than Kyle Pitt's value, um, that would mean that you would need to get about 45 points on the trade chart. Uh, I think you're giving away 87 points. <laughs> <laughs> Oof.
0: Look, here's how it, it's it's better. Let's let's eliminate the second and third and fourth round picks and make it Elijah Moore, 107, 110 for Kyle Pitts. Okay. Let's say Elijah Moore becomes DJ Moore, what we've seen of DJ Moore, so like a top 20-ish wide receiver, uh-huh. and 107 and 110, one of those is also like a top 20 wide receiver, like Elijah Moore. And the other one is... Just oh, he's, you're making it worse here. And Kyle into, Pitts is, is Travis Kelsey, the number one tight end for the next five years. So then, you're
2: giving up three DJ Moores for one Travis Kelsey.
0: Yeah, then I think it's justifiable if your team is loaded. It is not justifiable. Yeah, it well, is. You're getting... I, I think it's... I do think it's... You're getting the best player by far in the deal. You're getting a first-round player for like three fourth or fifth-round players. That's... That's the only way this works, I guess. I don't know why I went yeah. into that. <laughs>
1: All right, this is from... But let's face it. The only way that trade works is if Pitts is great and Elijah Moore stinks. I mean, the trade could look a lot better
2: as early as tomorrow night at like
0: 8.30. If they draft a wide receiver? Right. I guess, but I if Elijah Moore is as good as you say and he shouldn't be traded, then drafting a, a wide receiver shouldn't affect his value that much if he's that good then then he should be able to succeed regardless of what the Jets do
2: yes succeed but I think he would lose his top 12 upside
0: Okay, this is from Chili Dog this question by the way inspired my previous food question Chili Dog says hey Dale, Hank, Bill and Boomhauer
2: I didn't I really never got into the cartoon TV shows
0: yeah this was a funny show it, yeah I believe you yeah. King of the Hill I got Cooper Cup in the third as one keeper, but I'm stuck on the second. Should I take Aaron Jones in the sixteenth or Tyree Hill in the second? Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Jones. It's Jones. Yeah. Okay, this is from
2: the person with the smallest font in the history of the universe.
0: <laughs> Patrick from the Bold City. Where's the Bold City?
1: Oh. I think it's Cleveland.
0: Okay, well, they type really small in Cleveland. He says, hey, Llewellyn, Anton, and Ed. I should know that one. Yeah, this is No Country for Old Men. Mm, yeah, it's a good movie. You, you've seen it? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I'm in a 12-team PPR Superflex Dynasty League with no kicker or defense. Ten bench spots. I like. I can't even read this. It's so small. <laughs> it's so <laughs> small. Hold on, I have to increase the font.
1: I found out where Bold City really is. We're
0: at Times New Roman 6.5 font there.
1: Uh, Where's Bold City? It is the same city as the team that has the number one pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Huh. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that.
0: All right, so this is a startup dynasty draft. It was... Not a snake draft, and he had the twelfth pick. That sucks, but he has one hundred and one, um, and he has one hundred and five and one eleven. So he's got three first rounders, and extra first since twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. So he's got a ton of first round picks.
1: Awesome. I'm planning. That's g- good. So he'll get he'll get one of the stud rookie running backs and one of the top four receivers. He's going to take running. Brees Hall, and then doubling down on receiver with my
0: other picks, and just going best available in the go. third round. What is the question here? Should I continue to sell off some of my current roster to set up for next year or hold steady and let the season play out? His starting lineup would be Aaron Rodgers, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, uh, bad at wide receiver, though, like really bad. Kyle Pitts at tight end, and then Christian Kirk, not good at wide receiver. But it's interesting. I, he has the pieces to win now if he could just get a wide receiver, Heath,
2: or a couple. Well, I think he needs probably however many wide receivers he needs to start. That's how many wide receivers he's short of a good team. Um, and this is like probably a good time to reference. This is exactly the opposite of how I like to rebuild. I want the young wide receivers, and I'll figure out running back at the end. So it's a it's an interesting spot that you're in. I would probably be trying, especially in a super flex league. You really ought to be able to get a haul for Aaron Rodgers. And um so that's that would probably be the piece that I would be trying to move. He, t- he talks about the class next year, and he's going to have multiple picks. He's still got Fields and Winston that he can roll with this year. Um, I'd be I'd be dealing Aaron Rodgers and um man, I don't I don't really see enough like if you could get something really good for Christian Kirk, I'd do that too.
1: Do you think you could get a couple of startable receivers for Jameis Winston and the eleventh pick in the rookie draft? Is there a team in the league that is so beat up at quarterback that they would love to have Jameis? And you could pull off two of their receivers for 111, Jameis, and maybe you throw in, I don't know. I don't know how much excitement there is for Tony these days. A week ago, I would have said Tony. I'm just wondering what It'd picks you can get for Rodgers, Winston,
2: um, and even. Oh,
1: yeah, of course. Like Let's just stockpile. I don't think you're going to get much for anybody but now. Rodgers.
0: All right, let's uh let's move on here. From Jared. Dear Dave Barry, Bill and Wade. Don't know them. This is uh from a city east of Albuquerque and west of Oklahoma City.
1: Um I, I'll go with El Paso, Texas. Great. I feel like that there's some sort of a Cowboys, former Cowboys coaches thing going on. Oh.
0: Dave, Dave Campo, Barry, Will and Wade.
1: Um Bill Parcells, Wade Phillips. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. That's who I was. All right. Keep one. I had the face. I didn't have the name.
0: Keep one. Uh, Jonathan Taylor in round two. T. Higgins in round six. Javante Williams in round seven. Jalen Waddell in round nine. Rashad Penny in round 16.
1: Keep one? Yeah. Tough, huh? It's got to be one of the running backs. It's not tough. I think it's Taylor. Yeah, it has to be Taylor, right?
2: Yeah, even like I, I hate the fact that the round two is pick eleven.
1: Yeah, but. it's the first pick in round two, but you're getting an edge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose. What do you think before the Melvin Gordon signing that Javante Williams at pick seventy would have been your pick?
1: Okay. My guess is we. I I think I would have said wait until after the draft to make this decision. And if the Broncos only add a cursory running back on day three, then you can make the case that Javante Williams in round seven is best. Does he say how long he can keep these guys for? I think it's just one year. Okay, if it's just one year, then it's Taylor.
0: All right, this is from Pete in Hazlitt, which is apparently in New Jersey. I'm looking to rebuild. I've been offered in two separate deals: my Travis Etienne for pick one eleven in the rookie draft or my Derek Carr for a 2023 first-round pick. I already, I already have picks 104 and 110, by the way.
1: And it's super, flex, it's super flex. If you can handle losing Carr, you should make that trade for the first-round pick. The host of the Locked On Falcons
2: podcast says it is unfathomable that the Falcons could take a wide receiver at number eight.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
2: Remember like 36 hours ago when Garrett Wilson was like penciled into the Falcons in everybody's drafts? Yeah. It's been a wild, wild week.
0: I gave them Jameson Williams. I said, everybody, I feel like consensus as well. If he didn't have the torn ACL, he'd be my number one. So if you're a team that's not going to compete this year, just take the guy who's would be number I, one. I've really been thinking like,
2: We've expected the Falcons to take probably a quarterback and a running back and a wide receiver or at least two of the three. If they don't use that eighth pick on a quarterback, a running back or a wide receiver. Man, that offense is going to be awful. They just need good players.
0: Well, Heath, I'll say if they use that pick on a on a quarterback,
2: it's still going to be bad.
0: Of course. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, you don't Probably. expect much from rookie quarterbacks to begin with, and this is a bad rookie class. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to transform their offense. Not th- not this year.
2: I mean, you you could convince me that Malik Willis and Brees Hall could just turn them into a really good running team.
0: How are they going to get? Oh, uh, yeah, if they took Hall in the second round, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant with the first picks, but yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right, YouTube, thanks for hanging in there. If you already asked the question, please ask it again. I I don't think I'm going to be able to scroll up and down in the chat. So I know the one of them was Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. Who do you like? So you can you can go ahead and answer that one. And for those of you watching on YouTube, there are 186 of you right now. Please fire away with your questions. We'll finish the mailbag with uh, our faithful YouTubers with some questions. So guys, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson?
1: Jefferson, especially if full PPR. I'm sorry, sorry. redraft Jefferson. Jefferson,
0: okay. All right. Questions? Anyone? Questions? You've got 30 seconds before I end the show. Dave and I had a funny text message exchange yesterday.
1: Okay. We did?
0: Yeah. Dave said, turn on TNT for a surprise. Oh, yeah. yeah, Two o'clock. And then he he, uh, gave me movie quotes. I said, was it taken? Because it wasn't taken. He said, they're for my wife. Sure. She's pregnant. And I was like, God, I know that movie. What is that movie? And then I said, how have I not figured this out? And then he gave me another quote. No, sir, you couldn't drag me away. I didn't get it. I couldn't figure it out. And then I said, give me one more quote. If this is their idea of Christmas, I got to be here for New Year's. And I finally got it, Dave. And what bothers me is I said, all right, it's a Christmas movie. What could it be? (laughs) 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 How right you were. It's it's diehard only because of the Christmas quote. But in my mind, I called it a Christmas movie. I betrayed everything I've said for the last 12 years. All right. uh, Now we do finally have some questions. Let's see. uh, What should I expect to get for Dalvin Cook and Dynasty?
2: Um, I mean, I think you should expect a first round pick and maybe a little more. Yeah, sure. I'm not you're not getting the one oh one for him.
1: At least not from me. You might be able to get the one oh one and something else for him from an unsuspecting doofus. You should give him to the team that drafts James Cook
0: at the in the mm. rookie draft you know so unite them any word on julio jones Maybe land- be the
1: vikings that take him.
0: maybe any word on julio jones landing spots
1: from jake ask after the draft my guess is maybe. that yeah. team that misses on a receiver a big receiver will kick the tires on julio then maybe he's the number one in green bay i'd love
0: that that'd be so fun but if they took Julio, if they draft somebody in the first round and then sign Julio, it would piss me off so much. <laughs> I like, would bother me.
1: Why oh, you just draft the rookie.
0: Over over one of the 10 best receivers of all time? I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. We, all right, that's a good hypothetical. Traylon Burks or Julio Jones? They're both on the Packers by next week.
1: I don't know if you get points. I'm taking Burks.
2: Uh, weren't we just discussing like 20 minutes ago whether a rookie wide receiver would beat out Alan Lazard?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take Julio. Oh, oh, wait, we were, were we talking about that? We were, I, uh, sort of, but we all said I'm taking it, you know, the rookie who I think can last,
1: you know, 17 weeks.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, Gino is deciding on his keeper, Devonte Smith. In the fifth, Jerry Judy in the fifth, Chris Godwin in the third. I hope you don't have to decide. One. I think he. Oh, I think he can he keep two. How are you interpreting this and that's a little and or here? My I'm deciding on my one year keeper singular. Right, Devonte Smith or Judy for a fifth, and or Godwin for a third. All right, rank them. Godwin, Judy Smith.
2: I think that's right, but I'd like to wait as long as possible and see how Godwin's health is doing.
0: Okay. From John Smith, which side would you choose? A.J. Brown and pick 309? Or Cortland Sutton, pick 106 and 406 in Superflex, Titan, Premium?
1: Brown. Brown.
0: Javante from Philip. Javante in the fifth or Akers in the 14th?
1: Akers. Yeah. I'm going to wait till the last minute to decide. If Akers has glowing reports, it's him.
0: From Greg, Marquise Brown and a 2022 third round pick or TJ Hawkinson?
2: Hmm. I'm pretty sure I have Marquise Brown. Yeah, I have him ahead of Hawkinson. I bet you do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would have Hawkinson there.
0: This is a silly question, but you're assuming this is a third round rookie pick. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I I was as well, just making sure. And let's read one or two more if we got it. Um, a lot of cursing here in the chat. Come on, guys. Hmm. Wow. wow. There are kids. Like about me? No. Or, no. or Dave? No. About no, About football, I guess. Uh, yeah, just. I don't care. Say whatever the hell you want. Uh from <laughs> Half PPR keeper Dobbins in the tenth or Elijah Mitchell in the tenth. I
2: think there's another one where we'd like to wait as long as possible to make
0: that decision, yes. but I'm gonna
1: hope it's Dobbins. I'm gonna hope it's Dobbins too, but Mitchell's probably gonna be where you land.
0: Okay, Dan G says, Read mine. Thanks, uh, Dan. Please. Uh send it again, Dan. I can't find it, so through <laughs> all this cursing here. Can't find your question. Oh, is Kelsey a first-round
1: pick? There you go. He is not. I don't think so.
0: Okay. Is he a top twenty pick? Yes. Is he a top nineteen pick?
1: Yes. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We appreciated all of your tweets, your emails, Apple Podcasts, your YouTube comments. You helped make this show awesome. Very, very appreciative. Thank you so much. The next time we speak to you, we're going to have some rookies on teams. It's going to be awesome, unless there's breaking news, and we'll talk to you before that. But plan on a, something like midnight or 1 a.m. on Thursday slash Friday morning. We'll recap round one. For Dave and Heath. I'm Adam. Have a great day, everybody.